Well, happy Sunday, Pine Castle. Hi, everybody. I'm Scott George, and I want to welcome you to our Sunday service all over Orlando and Central Florida. Uh, we are gathering together to have a wonderful time of worship. Uh, in just a few minutes, um, the worship team is going to lead us in some great worship, and we have our children's pastor, Sandra, who's going to bring a wonderful message for the kids. Pastor John's going to bring a nice stewardship uh, scripture and thought, and I'm going to come back in just a few minutes. We are continuing our series on the hymns, hymns for hope, healing, and help. And uh, this Sunday is going to be a great one. I need the every hour is the hymn that we're going to look at today. And it's going to be a wonderful time of ministry and in the word. So get your Bible open, get your family together, and let's get ready to celebrate together as the team leads us in worship. Let's sing and join along. And I'll be back in just a few minutes to join with you in the ministry of the word. God bless you. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining our live stream worship service. We're glad you're here. Take a moment to follow us on social media to be notified of future live events. We're at Pinecastle UMC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can add your voice to the conversation by engaging in the comments and go ahead and hit that share button to send this worship service to your friends and your family. You know, words can't express how much we've missed gathering together over the past few months. And while it's been wonderful to watch us come together to support one another and serve our community, we're excited to announce that we'll be able to do that in person very soon. You heard that right. Our church leadership has decided to reopen our building for in-person services beginning Sunday, September 13th. That's the Sunday after Labor Day. For months, we prayed about the right time to reopen, and we've asked God for wisdom to do it safely. We'll continue to lean on Him and on each other as we remain patient and flexible and work together to follow social distancing guidelines upon reopening. Our service will be at 10.30 a.m. as usual, but quite a few things will look different, so we encourage you to go to our website, pinecastleumc.com, for the latest updates. All of the details are posted there, but here are some quick facts. To allow for social distancing, the number of seats in the sanctuary will be limited. We'll keep a safe distance from one another by seating each family six feet apart. No one will be turned away, but we'd like you to pre-register for services on our website, pinecastleumc.com, to give us time to plan and prepare to accommodate everyone. If you don't have access to a computer, please call the church office and leave your name and the number of people who will be sitting with you. It'll be family worship, so be sure to include your children. If you forget to reserve a spot, we can help you do that when you arrive. We will have overflow seating in the fellowship hall. Everyone's asked to check in and enter at the main sanctuary doors. We will wear masks while inside the building. No one loves them, but we ask you to please wear them to church. If you forget yours, we'll have one for you when you arrive. If you're considered high risk or just not comfortable returning to church right now, we understand. Please continue to join us online right here on Facebook or on our website. These circumstances aren't ideal, but like many of the storms we face in life, they're temporary. We look forward to being reunited very soon. All right, every week we like to give you the opportunity to be a positive influencer on social media. We call it PC Share, and this week's suggested post is this, God, more than anything in this world, I need you. I Need You Every Hour is the hymn that Pastor Scott will be delving into during his message a little later. But you can take a moment right now to go ahead and type in today's PC Share on your social media account and share the gospel, the good news, with your friends because every last one of us needs God. Every hour of every day, we need God. I need you, oh, I need you. 
church thank you so much for joining us this morning before we get started we just wanted to take a couple minutes to just say thank you um, if you're wondering who this beautiful lady is sitting next to me this is my wife Raleigh we got married finally uh, about a month ago um, and ever since then we've just been showered with texts uh, with gifts with phone calls um, you name it we've gotten it um, so we just want to tell you guys how much we appreciate that uh, it's been a difficult time trying to get married in the midst of COVID, um, and I know that everybody else out there has been struggling as well. So the fact that you guys are thinking of us and reaching out um, just really means the world. So thank you guys. Our church is singing out, come let us worship. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what a Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave. Freed every captive, break every chain, oh God. You have done great things. We dance in your freedom, waking alive. Jesus, our Savior, name lifted I, oh God. You have done great things. See, you've been faithful. You've been faithful through every storm. You'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things. And I know you will do it again. For your promise is yes and amen. You have done great things. 
your ashes You turn morning to dancing You're the only one who can You turn graves into gardens You turn bones into armies You turn seas into highways You're the only kids. Today's hymn is called, I Need Thee Every Hour. We all need God, and we all should want to have a close relationship with God. But how do you understand that you need God if you're not spending time with Him? I have something I want to share with you today. I have some beautiful flowers. There's all different colors in these flowers. There's yellow and pink and red. There's even orange and green. The yellow one is my favorite flower. It's a sunflower and they always make me smile. One thing you can't tell by looking at these flowers is that they smell really good. Have you ever thought about flowers being like your relationship with God? You know God is there. You know God is love. You know God will take care of you. But if you don't get close enough to really see everything and smell the flowers, you don't know all of it, right? Well, James 4, 8 says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Remember we talked about God won't force himself on you. He wants you to call on him and he wants to be close to you. How can you be close to God? We've talked about it. Read your Bible, God's word. Have conversations with him. Pray. Remember God's spirit in you, the Holy Spirit. It's your best friend. So those are things you can do and ways you can know God and be close to God. And when you get really close to God and spend time with him and call on him, he will show you all of the great things he has for you. You don't have to look from a distance because he wants to share it with you. Just like I get close to these flowers and I can see and smell how beautiful they are. The hymn that Pastor John, whoops, I mean Pastor Scott, is sharing with us today is I need thee every hour. But we need God more than every hour. We need God every minute, every second of every day. There are times when life is going to be hard, but when we have that close relationship with God, we know that he will carry us through it and he will help us. I wish I could share my flowers with you in person so you could smell how beautiful they are. Kids, I miss you so much. It's been a long time since we've been together. But I hope we're together again soon because I know great things are happening in your lives and I'm missing out on it. And I can't wait to hear some great stories from you. Want to know how school is going? I've been praying for your school year. 
I want to know how things are at home. I want to know how you've made stronger relationships with your family. So hopefully we can be together again soon so we can talk about all of those things in person. Let's pray and let's tell God that we really do need him. Fold your hands and close your eyes. Concentrate on God. Dear Lord, we do need you every hour. We need you every minute. We need you every second of every day. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you want to have a relationship with me. I ask that you would, Lord, help these children to understand how much you love them and how close you are to them. Lord, help them to know that you are with them right now, even when life isn't normal. Help them to call on you and feel your comfort through the Holy Spirit and your peace through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. It's a beautiful day to worship the Lord. I'm glad you're watching. You know, I've been receiving a lot of mail this past month. Politicians seeking my money to get elected. And that's the system and that's the way it is. And I hope that you pick your choice of good persons to represent you. And if you so choose, send them some money. Why did I tell you that? Because I read in the scriptures something about God. God does not need our vote. He's already elected. He's given us the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. God doesn't send out any junk mail, but he does have a good message found in Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that you will not be able to have room to store it. I enjoy thinking about that blessing. And I'm glad today that <clears throat> you're able to support your choice of candidates. And I'm going to support my choice of tithing because God offers the blessing. Let us pray. God, thank you that you do open those floodgates and pour out the blessings upon us when we tithe. So now I pray that you'll bless these tithes, these gifts and offerings. Let others find the same beauty and joy in life that we've found through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have faith, love God, and above all, enjoy life.
Hi, everybody. This is uh, Pastor Scott George. I hope you're uh, doing well. I wanted just to give you uh, some exciting news that has taken place over the past uh, few uh, months as we have been uh, in isolation. And I've got some great news. Uh, we are going to be meeting in person very, very quickly. We're going to make that announcement uh, next week. But uh, when you come back on campus, you are going to see a number of improvements that have taken place over the past few months. And I want to thank um, some saints that have gone on before us that have made this all possible. We want to thank uh, Keith Taylor, Ursula Cruel, and Bob Marshall for their estate in making it possible for us to have uh, brand new technology. Um, almost the entire campus has been painted on the inside and it looks spectacular. We want to thank Tom and Shirley Radowski for overseeing this. It is amazing and you're going to see just uh, uh, on this video, um, of course we got brand new roof and AC for our children's department and throughout our whole campus. So uh, just take a look at all the great improvements that have taken place over the past few months and we want to thank all of the uh, the givers and the uh, the members of Pine Castle for making this possible. We especially want to thank Keith Taylor, Ursula Cruel, and Bob Marshall for their generosity. We pray God's blessing upon them. Uh, may they rest in peace knowing that uh, our church is uh, beautiful and it's glorifying God. So take a look at these photos and these videos and celebrate and get ready because when we come back together, it's going to be a brand new, a beautiful sanctuary where we can worship God together. God bless you. Thank you. What a great time of, uh, of worship that was. I want to thank Aaron and Bruce and the entire worship team uh, for leading us in the beautiful presence of the Lord. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing. You can sense God's nearness and his presence. And uh, all these weeks I have enjoyed. Uh, now, you got to remember, I've been in church all my life. So this is all very, very new to me. There wasn't uh, in a year very often where I would miss a Sunday. So this has been kind of interesting, but it's been fun to watch with my family and to worship with you. And uh, we appreciate our entire staff for making all of this possible. Today we're looking at um, a wonderful hymn uh, that was written in the, uh, the 1800s. And it was written by a wonderful gift from God. Uh, her name is Annie Hawks. And... Uh, she actually wrote several hymns, uh, several hundred hymns throughout her, her life, but this is the one that she is really, really famous for. And like most of the hymns that we've looked at uh, this year, uh, it was birthed out of tragedy and heartache and pain that this song uh, came about and it has helped uh, touch so many. I, I know last week we looked at the beautiful hymn, Where He Leads, I Will Follow. Great memories. This this hymn as well has got great, great memories for me as a little boy. 
And I remember singing this and love it to this day. I love it when Bruce and Lisa and Aaron and I, we all get together and worship and sing this song. Uh, I need thee uh, every hour. So Annie Hawks was a, um, was a housewife. And um, she was touched one day uh, by God out of nowhere with this, this theme of this song, I Need Thee Every Hour. In fact, let me read this quote. This is really interesting. She says this. She says, one day... As a young wife and mother of 37 years of age, I was busy with my regular household tasks during a bright June morning in 1872. Suddenly, I became filled with a sense of nearness to the master, and I began to wonder how anyone could ever live without him, either in pain or joy. Then the words were ushered into my mind, and these thoughts took full possession of me. I need thee every hour. Isn't that amazing? She, Annie was just minding her own business, typical housewife, attending to uh, her family. And suddenly, uh, she says that suddenly, the spirit just began to prompt her in that phrase, I need thee every hour. Well, she penned these words. She actually brought the words to her pastor and her pastor put the music together with the words, and this beautiful song uh, came into a, rea a reality that's touched so many thousands of thousands, if not millions of people over the years. It's interesting, 16 years later, 16, her husband suddenly dies. And it's out of that heartache, it's out of that pain, it's out of that sorrow, it's out of, out of that tragedy, that the very words that she wrote, I need the every hour, came back to minister to her in her darkest hour. Listen to this quote she says after the, the death of her husband. I did not understand at first why this hymn had touched the great throbbing heart of humanity. It was not long until long years later when the shadow fell over my way, the shadow of a great loss that I understood something of the comforting power of these words, which I had permitted to give out to others in my hour of sweet serenity and peace. And so she was able to write a beautiful hymn that 16 years later, she would, would be able to uh, experience the very peace that she wrote about in a real way. Uh, I can identify with that. Um, Many of you know, and, and I'm probably not going to stop talking about this for for many years just because of the impact that it's had on my life. Many of you know the tragedy that, uh, as a family, we uh, have been have been faced with, with our oldest son, Austin. Um, he had an accident September 14th uh, of 2019, almost approaching the year anniversary. And um, I forgot that while I was in his room, I wrote a piece entitled, I Need Thee Every Hour. Now, remember, uh, the hymns became very meaningful to me, rich, and I didn't watch TV for uh, 55 days. I didn't listen to the radio. The only thing I listened to was worship and the hymns. And this is how this whole series started uh, as a church, uh, this, this year-long series that we're on. So... Austin's accident was on September 14th, and this I wrote on October 2nd. Now, I wrote it, and I believe I put it on Facebook, and then I put it in a file, and I, I, I gave it to Dee, and I said, here, Dee, file this, and I'm going to need it uh, later on in the year. And so it was this past week I started studying, and I pulled out uh, this writing that I wrote on October 2nd, so just like three weeks into the tragedy. I, I was in his ICU room. I was in the waiting room when I penned these words, and I'm certainly not comparing them to Annie Hawkins, but uh, I add some comedy because at the time, this was such a tragic accident that just really impacted uh, our family. Uh, so I, I throw in some, some humor, but I, I hope that you will sense uh, my cry like Annie Hawks of our need to have uh, God and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives every single minute, every single second, every single hour. So I, I pen this words. In fact, um, 
you'll be glad to know that uh, the book Blindsided, which I wrote on this experience, um, is out. And we are going to celebrate that on September 14th. And uh, uh, I'm going to show a, a, a photo of the uh, cover of the, of the book Blindsided, How to Get Up When Life Knocks You Down. And all of these writings that I wrote in Austin's ICU room um, are going to be in that book, and we're excited and hoping that God uses it for, to really touch and impact a, a lot of people who are hurting. So uh, here it is. Uh, I Need Thee Every Hour, written October 2nd, 2019. I need you more than Dunkin' Donuts coffee to go with cream and sugar. I need you more than Siri, Google, and Netflix combined. I need you more than a big bowl of life cereal with blueberries. I need you more than birdies, bogeys, or mulligans. I need you more than no traffic on eastbound I-4 at 5 p.m. I need you more than an emergency exit row on JetBlue. I need you more than a fish fantasy bagel with extra capers from Bagel King. I need you more than a scoop froggy frog treat from Jeremiah Icy. I need you more than fishing, hunting, and golfing. I need you more than a FSU win over University of Florida. I need you more than a UCF first down. I need you more than spell check. I need you more than awards, applause, and accolades. I need you more than a turkey Swiss pub sub on whole wheat with banana peppers. I need you more than the Maitland traffic light to work at 1792 and Horatio Avenue. I need you more than a Orlando Magic playoff win. I need you more than writing another book, traveling the world speaking, helping another family in need, or preaching another sermon. I need you more than sushi. I need you more than my Apple iPhone, my Apple tablet, and my Apple laptop. I need you more than a sunset walk on New Smyrna Beach, a Sunday morning stroll down Park Avenue. I need you more than a rack of ribs from Four Rivers. I need you more than winning the Kings Road Neighborhood Yard of the Month, winning the lottery. I need you more than losing weight, losing an election. I need you more than Facebook likes, than LinkedIn connections, than tweets on Twitter, than Instagram posts. I need my wife, Tammy. I need my children, Austin, Aaron, Amanda, and Allison. I need my family, my friends, and my church. I need my urgent prayers answered. But what I really need is you. I need thee every hour. And today we're going to be reminded of, of our uh, dependency upon God. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. In fact, I'm going to ask you to do something. I want you to, sometime this week, I wrote up here just a, a piece of paper that says at the top, I need thee. I'd like you to take just a few minutes, and, and, and it may not be like Annie Hawks, it may not be like Scott George, but I want you to write out a prayer declaring your need uh, for him. We're going to go in just a moment to Mark chapter 10, and we're going to look at a young man by the name of Bartimaeus. And he was blind, and he wanted to see and he needed God, and he cried out for God, and God revealed himself to blind Bartimaeus like he will for you. So let's go to uh, Mark chapter 10 just for a few moments. It's there on your screen, the scripture, Mark chapter, chapter 10 and verse 46. The story of blind Bartimaeus, I need thee, oh, I need thee. Then they came from Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. 
When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was walking by, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to, to be quiet. I love this, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind, said, blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the road. What a, what a great, what a great story found in Mark chapter 10. The Bible says that, that, that Jesus was, was entering the town Jericho. That word there, Jericho, means sweet fragrance. I've been to Jericho many times. In fact, I've taken several of our Pinecastle church family to Jericho. It's, it's called sweet fragrance because it is a very fertile ground and it's filled. I mean, you drive from Jerusalem down to Jericho and it's a very fertile area. Plenty of water and vegetation and fruits and vegetables. It is amazing. And so uh, they were heading into a, a sweet atmosphere. I love that. Bartimaeus was, was blind and life wasn't sweet for him. In fact, B Bartimaeus, his name means unclean, contaminated, uh, defiled. And here, blind Bartimaeus had been been blind all his life. He was contaminated. He was, he was an outcast. Uh, he was shunned. Uh, people in the scripture tells us they told him to be quiet. He, he had a complex. I'm sure he was embarrassed. I'm sure he was ashamed. I'm sure that, that, uh, that he was isolated from most of the common people there in Jericho. Life wasn't sweet for him. Well, watch this. When Jesus comes on the scene, Life gets sweet. There is a beautiful fragrance when Jesus comes on the scene. And although life wasn't sweet for Bartimaeus, his faith caused him to cry out. And the scripture says, they told him, be quiet. Stop talking. Stop, stop, stop tweeting. Jesus doesn't care for you. Be quiet. And the Bible says he cried out all the more. And then there's an interesting phrase in verse 46. It says, Jesus stopped. Oh, I like that. We talked about this last week. Jesus is always on the move. Jesus is always moving. He doesn't change, but he's always changing and he's moving and he's on his way from Jericho to Jerusalem. But when he heard the young man cry out, son of David, have mercy on me, Jesus stopped. And the good news is today is Jesus is going to stop for you. When you cry out and you declare that you need him, he'll stop. When you pen the words in an ICU room, Jesus is not too busy to stop for you. When you write like Ann Hawks wrote, I need thee, oh, I need you. God in your darkest moment is going to stop for you. And there's people watching right now that, 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 uh, you're discouraged, you're defeated, you're not blind physically, but you just can't see, you can't make your way, you're struggling, you're isolated, you feel defiled, you feel uh, contaminated, you feel isolated. And I got great news for you today, e even in our time together here, Jesus is going to stop. He'll stop for you as you cry out. I want you to notice that, 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 that he cried out. It was deep passion. Blind Bartimaeus said, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Hawks cried out and said, Oh God, I need you. Scott George said, God, I need you. And when you call out and cry out, Jesus will stop for you. Now something else interesting takes place in this verse of scripture. And most people, uh, most people overlook it. Most people miss it. It says that when Jesus called the man to come to him, that he threw off his coat. He threw off his coat, his cloak. 
Beggars back in the day, they, they were required to wear a cloak. This was their uniform. This was their visual symbol to people in Jericho that when they would see this certain color cloak, that they would know that that person was blind. It was like a uniform. Blind Bartimaeus had his uniform on. And, and I've, got, I've got a cloak here, although this is, is not a, a, a biblical, biblical cloak. This is a, a UCF night blanket. But just bear with me for a few moments. The blind Bartimaeus was, was wrapped up in this cloak. As long as he had this coat, as long as he was wearing his uniform, he was guaranteed that people were going to see the coat, see the cloak, see the uniform. And as they saw the uniform, he was guaranteed help. Without the coat, he was just blending in the crowd. And people couldn't identify him as being blind. He needed this cloak. He needed this coat. He needed his UCF blanket to identify himself as a beggar. Without it, he would be lost. This was his comfort. This was his social security. This was his pension. This is the way he was going to survive. But when he cried out, God, I need you. What he was saying is, and I hope you're listening today. What he was saying is, God, I need you more than my coat, my cloak, my uniform, my social security. I need you more. And the Bible says that when Jesus called Bartimaeus, that he flung off his coat. He threw it down as a visual symbol that his dependency was not in the coat. His dependency was on God. Can I remind you today that your dependency is not in your pension. It's not in your social security. It's not in your retirement. It's not in your job. It's not in who's even president. Your dependency is not in a political affiliation or even a denomination. Your dependency is on God and God alone. And I hope and I pray that you are willing to cast off anything that you're holding on to. You're holding on to your job. You're holding on to your career. You're holding on to your accomplishments. You're holding on to the things that you've, you've done. And those things mean nothing when the presence of Jesus comes on the scene in Jericho. And that sweet fragrance begins to fill us with faith. And as Jesus was speaking, faith was coming alive in Bartimaeus. And he got to the point where he said, I'm casting it all off and I'm running to Jesus. And Jesus said, Bartimaeus, your faith has made you well. Go. And then I want you to notice what Bartimaeus did. I mean, most people would have gone home and celebrated. Some people would have, you know, got on Facebook and, and, and just started to just rejoice about what had taken place in his life. He was once blind, but now he could see. I want you to notice what blind Bartimaeus did. It says he followed Jesus. Why? Because he, he knew that his dependency was on Jesus and Jesus alone. And he followed him. He didn't have time to celebrate. Didn't have time to get interviewed on all the Christian TV networks. He followed Jesus because he knew that his dependency was on him and him alone. I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. And Blind Bartimaeus is a wonderful, wonderful example of getting to the place where we are dependent upon him. All right, so let's, let's look for just a few minutes. I'm going to take the four verses from this song, and I'm just going to give you a couple of points. If you're with me this morning, say amen. Amen. And if, if you don't have a UCF blanket, it may be a, a Florida blanket or FSU blanket. I think we're all willing at this point to throw it all down and say, God, I want you more. I want you more. So here's the first verse uh, to Annie Hawks' hymn, 
I need thee every hour. Here's the first, first verse. It says, I need you every hour. Most gracious Lord, no tender voice like thine can peace afford. Oh, I like that. Let me read it again. I need you every hour. Most gracious Lord, no tender voice like mine can peace afford. No. So here's four points I want to give you real quickly. You need him every hour because his voice brings peace. See, Bartimaeus was in Jericho, the sweet, fragrant city. And when he heard that Jesus was coming by, faith started to come alive in him. Why? Because he cried out. Faith was sparked. And you and I need him every hour because his voice, his presence brings peace. You know, there's a, there's a phrase that I love in the Bible. It says, thus saith the Lord. When you know God is speaking, and you, like right now, I'm speaking to somebody right now. And when I'm speaking and I'm reading these scriptures and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, peace comes into your life. Why? Because God's word is peace. And when we read his scripture, when we read these stories, it fills our heart with faith and it gives us supernatural peace. You and I need him every hour because his voice brings peace. And when blind Bartimaeus heard that voice, he was suddenly, his fears, his anger, his resentment was out the door. Because when the voice of God speaks, it brings peace. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. Peace. God speaks peace. And every time you open his word, every time you hear his word come forth, it brings supernatural peace that the world can't give. You can't find it watching CNN. You can't find it watching Fox News. You can't watch it uh, watching ESPN. God's voice brings peace. I would encourage you to get this Bible. Open up his words. Allow his spirit to speak to you because when you need it, his voice will bring supernatural peace. And that's available for you today. Number two, you and I need him every hour because his his voice brings peace but number two his presence gives victory oh i love that his voice gives peace but his presence gives victory well where do i get that from well uh, i get that from verse number two in this great hymn i need the every hour i need the every hour stay though nearby temptations lose their power when thou art not beautiful. What a gift Annie Hawks gives to us today. She says, I need thee every hour. Stay though nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. You see, you and I need him every hour because his voice brings peace. But number two, his presence gives victory. Can I ask you to do something today? Would you invite the victorious king to come into your life and to come into your situation and to come into your family and to come into your business? Invite him to come because when he comes, his presence brings victory. The Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is victory. And blind Bartimaeus cried out and he invited, watch this, he invited the king of glory into his heart and in his life and in his circumstances. And things change. Why? Because Jesus is victorious. And when you invite him in, the victor brings victory with him. All he's asking is for an invitation. All he's asking for is you to invite him. He's a gentleman and he's going to wait. But when you cry out like blind Bartimaeus, he will respond and his presence will bring you Victory. Would you please invite the King of Glory into your heart and into your life and into your family today? And if you do, he'll come and he'll bring victory with him. The victor brings victory. But he needs an invitation. He needs an invitation. Let me, let me read this to you. This is powerful. 
Psalm 24. It's there on your screen, but just listen to these words just for a few moments. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. I like that. Open up your gates. Open up your hearts. Open up the doors and invite the victor who brings victory. Why? Because his presence always gives victory. And he's waiting on you to give that wonderful invitation. Number three, we need him every hour because his voice gives us peace. His presence gives us victory. And I like this one. His plans allow purpose. His plans allow purpose. Look at verse three of this wonderful hymn. I need thee every hour. In joy or pain, come quickly and abide, or life is in vain. Let me read that again. I need thee every hour. In joy or pain, come quickly and abide, or life is in vain. Can I tell you something? Vanity, vanity. Life is vanity. If you and I don't have the presence of the Lord in our lives, if we don't invite the King of glory to come in, it's all vanity. And the writer here says, come quickly and abide with me or life is vain. You know, life is vain without Christ. And everything you have, is vanity, and we're not going to take it with us. But when we have Christ as our healer, as our Lord, as our victor, he gives purpose to life. In fact, I would just tell you to, to do this. Take a tour of your home just for a few moments. St start in the garage. Everything in the garage, it's all vanity. Make your way to the kitchen, it's all vanity. Make your way to the bedroom, Look around your living room, look around your family room, go into your bedroom, look in your closet, go back out, look into your kids' closets, look into their bedrooms, take your checkbook out and look in that, go online and, and pull up your bank accounts, pull up your investments, pull it all up, and guess what? It's all vanity without the purpose of God. And we can spend our whole life accumulating all these things. And Annie Hawks was right. Come quickly and abide or life is vain. You know, the only thing you can take with you to heaven is people. The cars parked in your garage, they're not going with you. Your bank account is not going with you. Your closet is not going with you. The only thing that you and I can take to heaven is people. That's why people are so valuable. And Annie Hawks was right. She said, I need thee every hour. Enjoy your pain. Come quickly and abide or life is vain. She discovered that God's plans bring purpose. And the purpose for your life, the purpose for my life, is to tell people about the good news and bring people to Jesus so we can bring them to heaven and we can all get there one day. Oh, that will be glory for me. One day we're going to get there. But allow God to reveal to you his purposes and everything that you're faced with here on this earth. And then number four, we got to go. Number four, I need him every hour because his voice brings peace. His presence brings victory. His plans allow purpose. And number four, his goodness grants acceptance. Verse four, she says, I need thee every hour, most holy one. Oh, make me thine indeed, thou blessed son. What she was saying is, God, you're a holy God. You're a perfect God. You're a beautiful God. 
Would you please make me thine, O blessed son? What she was saying is, God, thank you that you call me your friend. You know, John 15 says, I no longer call you slaves. I call you my friend. Annie Hawks was experiencing God's goodness and his goodness grants acceptance. We're not accepted because we do good. We're not accepted because of our goodness. We're accepted because of his grace and his mercy. And we need him to remind us every day that in spite of our sins, in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our failures, that he loves us and he accepts us and he calls us friend. Guess what? God calls you his friend today. And when he reached out to blind Bartimaeus, his grace and his goodness brought healing to Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus was a friend. Bartimaeus became a disciple. That's what God sees you in you today. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to call you his friend. And you can receive his goodness today by drawing near to him, allowing him to be your strength and cry out like Annie Hawks, cry out like Scott George. God, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. I need thee. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to Maybe this is a song that blind Bartimaeus sang. Maybe this is what he cried out. I don't know. But I know Annie Hawks did. I'm glad she did. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Let's pray together. Father, we cry out like blind Bartimaeus. We cry out today like Annie Hawks. We cry out like Scott George. God, I need you. Lord, would you please hear our cry? Would you please hear the cry of your people today? Would you hear when we call out and cry out, Son of David, have mercy on us. God, thank you that you're a God that stops. Thank you that you're a God who's always moving, but you're willing to stop when we cry out. God, there's people even right now that are crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, I feel like a failure. I need your acceptance. I need your, I need your voice. I need your peace. I need your victory. I need your purpose. God, whatever it is, would you make yourself real to your people today? Fill them with your peace, fill them with your acceptance, fill, you, fill them with your goodness, fill them with your purposes so they can continue to do what God has called them to do. And I thank you for it today. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's people said amen and amen. God bless you, church. We look forward to seeing you next week. In just a few short weeks, we're going to be worshiping again in purpose. Till then, look forward to seeing you uh, Sunday at 1030 here on Facebook or on our website. And we'll worship again together. God bless you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week.